We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey folks, want to know what a dumpster fire nation looks like? A nation that has become a punchline and a rolling joke? You only need to know one statistic today. And that is the $2 trillion stimulus plan, which doesn't seem to have a lot in it for, you know, like actual working Americans or Americans who want to work, but the Democrats won't let them. Yeah, you know what happens if you do the math? Do you realize at $2 trillion, bucks, that's six thousand dollars for each american wouldn't it be a better idea instead of spending it on a bunch of crap if we just gave six thousand dollars to each american wouldn't that make so much more sense and for my family that'd be thirty thousand dollars that's the cost of the thing doesn't that seem like a better deal than this bill Just write every man, woman, and child who's a legal American citizen a check for 6000 bucks and be done with it? Well, a dumpster fire nation deserves a dumpster fire leader, and we have one. We've never seen anything like this before. Have you noticed that's becoming a theme on the Battleground America podcast? We've Things we've never seen happen in America before. Look, it's becoming increasingly obvious that Joe Biden is not the president. I mean, he's the figurehead, the guy they trot out, like, weekend at Bernie style when they need a figurehead. But what's remarkable in what we've seen over the last week, and yes, a lot of folks on our side are laughing at Biden, but truly, he seems to be taking orders from whoever is actually running the White House. He lets them run him slap over. This guy is the leader of the free world, yet astonishingly, twice... In the last week, he has allowed the administrative people, whoever they are, at the White House to cut off his feed rather than allowing him to answer questions. It happened the first time on Wednesday. I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. It would happen again on Friday as he offered to do a question and answer session with COVID victims. Our side can laugh all they want at the absurdity of this, but in their bunkers and inside their intelligence agencies, our enemies 
are watching this and they're taking note. America is rudderless. It has no real leader. Somebody is leading, but their names? Unknown. And the most remarkable part is that Biden allows it to be this way. Why? Stuart Varney and Kayleigh McEnany, Trump's former press secretary, had just that conversation over the weekend. The pressure's mounting when you have even left-wing outlets calling him out for this. But I would say it's extraordinary that he hasn't taken questions. Certainly 100-year record for not taking questions in a solo press conference from a sitting president. Uh, president. But this is not unprecedented because, as you'll recall, Stuart, the basement strategy is what he employed on the campaign trail. He went something like 50 days, and he only took questions twice. And when he did, they were hand-picked questions. Yeah. Um, so I, I think his yeah. staff does not have faith that he can stand at the podium and have a press conference the way President Trump did many times. It seems to me they are protecting the president from himself. They don't want to see him stumble over words, get confused, lose his train of thought, as he may well do if he was subject to the rough and tumble of a real press conference. They're protecting him, I think. I think that's exactly right. I think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned his staff, because as you saw uh, President Biden say right there, he said, I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do. I've seen him joust back and forth in one interaction with Peter Ducey, and he seemed to kind of relish the moment a little. So I don't think this is President Biden saying, I don't want to do this. I think it's those around him recognizing when he does speak, it doesn't always turn out so well, like calling Republicans uh, Neanderthals, as he did recently in the Oval Office. But it's worse than that. When you put everything that's happened over the last couple of weeks together back to back, it paints a stark, star- startling and damning picture. We're over 45 days into the Biden residency. He still hasn't held a solo press briefing. This hasn't happened in over a century. But it's worse than that. The White House refuses to make public his daily schedule. Why is that? Because you could see how much he's actually working or not. And then the question would be, well, who is? His visitor logs? Can't see those either. And the administration has disabled all public comments and petitions on its official White House website. The White House is as locked down as Capitol Hill is. Now consider this. In just the last two weeks alone, we've seen two unprecedented things that we've never seen before. The Democrats writing a letter proposing to take the nuclear codes, sole possession of them anyway, away from Joe Biden. He would need the assent of more than one person to actually launch the nukes. This is astonishing and thus downplayed by the media. Yeah, they tried it with Trump to embarrass him, but this has never been tried by members of a party trying to hem in a president of their own party. But that was just the beginning. Then they came for Biden's war powers. That was last week, a bipartisan coalition led by Democrat Tim Kaine, not Republican, Democrat to strip Biden of his military authorizations, allowing him to make war on places like Syria. Those date back to the 1990s. We've never seen a bipartisan commission attempt to strip them. But a bill was filed this week by Todd Young and Kane that would do exactly that, repealing the 1991 and 2002 authorizations that cleared the way for a prolonged military conflict in Iraq. They're trying to take this away from Biden, his own party. Let's look 
at what Biden's own party heard over the last two weeks, though. The media is downplaying it all. But when you put the things Biden has actually said over the last couple of weeks together, it's jaw dropping. I'll have that up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Joe Biden has long been known as a a lightweight, a not very bright kind of off guy in the Senate. At the end of this podcast, I'll play you why. It's how his first presidential campaign went up in flames after he literally stole the life story of a British politician and attempted to deliver it as his own on the campaign trail. It's one of many bizarre lies, compulsive lies by Joe Biden. And since he's been in office, he's told some real whoppers. Back when he was on the campaign trail with Barack Obama, he began telling a serial whopper he's told for a long time about how his wife, who did die with his toddler daughter, was tragic. But that was because she ran um, a red light, not because she was hit by a drunk driver. But he made a drunk driver up. And when he begins to tell the story again, usually the family of the guy she hit has to send a cease and desist letter from a lawyer to stop lying about the poor man who was not in any way drunk and did not hit her. She hit him. But he likes to lie. He's told some real whoppers over the years. And he began again. He can't help himself. He began again recently. This is why I think that they have pulled him you know, off the speaking circuit, even when he's not taking questions. He dropped another one a couple of weeks ago about how he was shot at. He wasn't shot at. In fact, he's had to apologize before for publicly claiming he's been shot at. He knows he wasn't shot at, but he began telling those stories again. Democrats are watching this and it scares them. The compulsive lying problem actually predates the dementia And the two aneurysms. My mom used to be amazed by Joe Biden. She was a nurse. She worked in a long-term care facility, and many of her patients had suffered aneurysms. She couldn't believe he was up and walking and talking. An aneurysm almost always, if it doesn't kill you, leaves permanent damage. He could not. She could not believe he survived two, and had his faculties together at the level he does. But does he? One of the things you'll learn about people who've suffered brain damage is that they have impulse control problems. Parts of the brain begin to malfunction. It's pretty good odds Biden has this, given his record. For instance, just not thinking on the spot. Last week, 
He took a rare foreign leader phone call. Kamala's been taking most of those. And he told the president of Mexico he would send vaccine down there for Mexicans. Well, Americans haven't been fully vaccinated. Well, his spokesperson, Biden's, had to jump on the horn quickly. Oh, no, 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 we're not doing that. After that, they began, within a couple of days, shutting down the feed when he tried to speak. As a substitute for the press conference, he clearly can't handle solo questions from the media. They figured they'd put him on stage with Anderson Cooper, friendly fire guy over at CNN, and just let him lob softballs at Joe. That way they could claim he'd done a press conference. Well, this is the disaster that ensued. Behind closed doors, this was dropping jaws on the Democrat side because, it, it, folks, it is the single most horrific political statement I've ever heard from a sitting U.S. president. And yes, that includes Barack Obama, and he dropped some bombs. Joe Biden stood up there unapologetically and justified genocide against Uyghurs and Buddhists by the communist Chinese in order to achieve unity. Had Chairman Xi himself said it, it would have shocked the world. And you have to set this up properly. There were satellite photos that we, our government, captured and released a couple of months ago. And the photos were shocking for the modern world. They were of Uyghurs, they are, those are Chinese Muslims, and Buddhists being loaded into cattle cars and taken to concentration camps. It was astonishing. And about it? Joe Biden said this, and folks, this had heads spinning behind closed doors in the Democrat Party. This is exactly the kind of damage they want to avoid. You know, Chinese leaders, if you know anything about Chinese history, it has always been the time when China has been victimized by the outer world is when they haven't been unified at home. So the central, to vastly overstated, the central principle of Xi Jinping is that there must be a united, tightly controlled China. And he uses his rationale for the things he does based on that. I point out to him, no American president can be sustained as a president if he doesn't reflect the values of the United States. And so the idea, I'm not going to speak out against what he's doing in Hong Kong, what he's doing with the Uyghurs in western mountains of of, uh, China, and Taiwan trying to end the one-China policy by making it forceful. He gets it. Culturally, there are different norms at each country, and they, their leaders are expected to follow. Wow. And he even managed to throw in a get-out-of-jail-free card on Hong Kong for the Chinese. Yeah, sure, as long as it, you know, we got unity, it's okay, people disappear, it's totally cool. It was an astonishing statement from a sitting U.S. president. The likes of which we've never seen in our lifetimes. But then that was almost eclipsed by Biden's other gaffe. He literally forgot mid-televised session with CNN's Anderson Cooper that the vaccine had been rolled out and that he had gotten vaccinated twice on national television. Now, what makes this so bizarre and remarkable is that earlier in the same televised question and answer session with Anderson Cooper he had talked about the vaccine being in place when he came into office he seemed to forget it on the tail end of the interview and that he had been vaccinated 
It's one thing to have the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office, but a vaccinator. How do you get the vaccine into someone's arm? And uh, the media passed that off as a verbal flub. But as you can see, it's pretty clear. He was vaccinated again twice on national television before he took office. In other words, Trump was still in office, meaning the vaccine was very much present and available. When we come back, Joe Biden behind a microphone, the guy the American people didn't really get to meet before they married him at the polls. That guy has always been something of a punchline, a joke, and quite frankly, a consistently bizarre individual. Our president is a very psychologically unwell and quite frankly, strange man. You'll see what I'm talking about on the other side when I play this montage for you. Welcome back. Finally, I'll wrap with this. This is the very strange man who is your president, who the Democrats are desperate to keep you from getting to know. This is the dumpster fire, the dust heap that became his first presidential election run, a run in which he could not win a single electoral vote after what I'm about to play you. Democratic presidential candidate Joseph Biden today faces a controversy. Three weeks ago at a debate at the Iowa State Fair, he used phrases identical to those delivered by British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock. Biden seemed to be claiming Kinnock's vision and life as his own. Why is it that my wife is sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college? Why is Gladys the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university? My ancestors who worked in the coal mines in northeast Pennsylvania and come up after 12 hours and play football. Eight hours underground. And then come up and play football. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. There was no platform upon which they could stand. The notion that every thought or notion or idea you'd have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is, quite frankly, uh, ludicrous. The problem here is that Senator Biden told his audience he'd just been thinking about these things and he failed to give any credit at all to his famous British speechwriter. You know, I was thinking on the way over here. <laughs> Now that's a little too much because, as you point out, what's behind the words? What's there? And a lot of people, the rap on Biden has always been that it's just a surface. I should have said, to paraphrase Neil Kinnock, it's the only time I didn't in all the times I've ever used it. But CBS News found a tape of a second instance. It reappeared in the New York Times with a new charge that Biden had appropriated a famous litany from the late Robert Kennedy about what the gross national product cannot measure. It cannot measure the health of our children. The health of our children. The quality of our education. The quality of their education. The joy of their play. Or the joy of their play. Biden gave Kennedy no credit. He has also quoted or paraphrased John Kennedy, Hubert Humphrey, and British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock, all without credit. Joseph Biden admitted today that he committed plagiarism when he was in law school. He said it was a mistake, but that it was unintentional. He quoted five pages of someone else's work without proper citation. I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. He was given an F. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've been dumb. To the political community in Washington, it all seems of a piece. Plagiarism at law school, plagiarism on the stump. The great communicator. Strike that. The great imitator. You don't steal verbatim, 
uh, or when you do, as he did 99% of the time, you give credit. Biden's critics say he sells himself as a man whose words and visions can inspire a new generation in politics. But if the thoughts, phrases, and visions really belong to others, it's a form of false advertising. Is it a wise idea, though, to take something that personal, anyway, from another politician and try and appropriate it to your own campaign? I think it was a stupid thing to uh, appropriate uh, material that was really very personal that was someone else's. Most people didn't know who he was, you know, Joe Biden, Biden, and now they're going to say, oh yeah, he's the guy who plagiarized. That's a lot of people. First Politically, that's devastating. These clips are devastating. He looks like a Joe Biden wind-up doll with somebody else's words coming out. If they are going to do things that are stupid as well as immoral, then they're probably too dumb to have the job of president. Voters are going to have to decide whether he was dishonest or dumb. Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from with taped remarks of, of Biden States. during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth. Bye-bye, Biden. He may not know it yet, but I think this is very going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is Joe Biden dead meat, yes or no? I think so. Bob? He's in terminal condition. Terminal? Eleanor? Yes, unless he comes in third in Iowa. Morton? <laughs> Dying. I say dead. Yep. The guy who was a national punchline is now president of the United States of America. Thanks for listening to today's edition of the Battleground America podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded friends and family everywhere. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on radio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.